the whole book, I broke it down into a mind map. And then YouTube was kind of, you know, just in the early phase. This was 2013, 2014. So I was like, oh, let me just, you know, I've been hearing about people doing stuff on YouTube. So <laughs> I'll just record this video on YouTube where I explain what I have learned. And it was actually, I was doing it for my own sake because I wanted to learn from it. And I knew that teaching was one of the best ways to learn. So I was like, all right, let me just go in and record this summary and I'm going to just put it up there. And I put it up there and then I forgot about it for six months. And then as I was just, you know, thinking about business ideas and all those things, I look at the video and it has got like some thousand, like four or five thousand views. I'm like, what? How did that happen? I have no idea. And there are comments from people who are saying, oh man, this is amazing. Where are all your other mind maps? Where are all your other <laughs> videos and book summaries and all those things? People are like literally um, sending me messages through YouTube saying, hey, can I buy your all your summaries? Like, where are they? <laughs> so that's when I felt like, oh, this is interesting. I, you know, this is interesting. People actually want this. And that This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. If you love reading nonfiction books, and you've ever dreamed of getting paid just to do that, then you're going to love this podcast. Manny Veya runs 2000books.com and he has successfully turned his passion for nonfiction books into a successful business that he can run from anywhere in the world. Hi, Manny. Thanks very much for joining us on the Ideas Lab podcast. Thank you very much for having me, man. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, well, I'm fascinated by your project, 2000 books and wanted to find out about that because I think it will interest a lot of people who listen to my podcast and it was Mike Michalowicz who put me in touch with you who we've had on the podcast and has written multiple New York Times bestsellers but why don't we start first of all by uh, why don't you tell us where you are because you're not in your normal location right now. No I'm not Uh, (laughs) I'm usually in San Diego Uh, that's what I call home right now but because of the corona crisis, I flew into India towards late of March, towards like late part of March. And uh, I wanted to be able to take care of my parents. And now here I am in India for the last four months and there's no way to go anywhere right now because of the situation. So here we are. <laughs> and is that because flights aren't going out of India or because you're not, you wouldn't be allowed to get into America or which way around is it? No, I can get into America right now. Flights from the U.S. or flights from India, they're, they're, they haven't even started them until they said July 31st is pro- possibly when they'll start. We'll see if that happens. They initially said July 1st and they said 16th and now they're saying 31st. So who knows? OK, well, yeah, most of the world is starting to fly a bit. So, yeah, I hope that happens soon for you. It's a good job you've got mm-hmm. an online business. But when, when you fine. started, you, uh, you started your career in, uh, what, in engineering. What were you doing originally? Because I'm, I'm from a physics background and uh, software engineering. Yeah. So what was your thing? We're, 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 we're very alike because uh, I actually studied physics in my undergrad in India. And then I went to grad school for electrical and computer engineering. That's when I came to the U.S. back in the year 2000. 
And I was a computer engineer from like after I got my degree, then I worked in the engineering industry, in the tech industry at the likes of Nokia, Texas Instruments, Qualcomm, all the chip manufacturers and cell phone manufacturers till 2015 when I let go of that career to start 2000 books, this book summary business. Mm. So uh, how did you have the idea for 2000 books? If we will explain what it is uh, in a moment, I guess, but how did this come to you all of a sudden? Where did that come from? Mm. Uh, interesting. So it really, it, it, it was an evolution of things that were kind of feeding into it. So there was a part of me that had decided, like there was a part of me that I knew I was, I didn't just want to be in a job anymore. I just, I, I was done with working for someone else. Then as an engineer, there's a part of you that says, hey, let's go start a tech startup, especially if you're a computer engineer, if you're, you know, anything to do with high tech, you want to be in the engineering space, you want to be in the software slash tech space. And that was my initial hunch. Initially, that's what I planned until I came across this book called The 4-Hour Workweek. <laughs> you probably seen it, read it. <laughs> and that book changed my paradigm because until... I read the book. I used to think that uh, my career path would be, okay, at some point I'll start a tech startup and uh, hopefully it'll be successful and I'll make a lot of money and we'll have an exit. And, you know, just the dreams of a tech startup and uh, all of those things. But there was one thing at the back of my mind. I was like, my parents are in India and I don't want to be in a situation where I'm beholden to the investors are beholden to people or beholden to the business to the point where I can't go and take care of them, right? So that was always at the back of my mind. So I was always like a little bit hesitant about jumping the trigger on the tech startup scene. Uh, but when I came across the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, uh, Tim Ferriss talked about a completely different way of looking at business and what's possible. And it's got nothing to do with technology, but he was saying, hey, you can have a business that you can run from anywhere in the world and you can run it pretty successfully from anywhere in the world. Like the four-hour work week, the, the the title I think is somewhat misleading because that's not the aim or the objective that anyone of anyone should have in life. But the concepts that Tim talks about are very powerful. Like what is possible with uh, using those concepts? What you can build? Because literally, I everything I built has been a result of initially just getting exposed to that idea from the book the four-hour work week. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting it, it's that's an interesting comparison you make, though, because the while startups are very tempting and there is this chance that you're going to cash out with millions, the problem is it is rather like having a job and working insanely hard for a couple of years, if not five, in the hope that you're going to cash out and you're not going to be one of those startups that just falls over and crashes with nothing to show for it. Whereas instead, if you go down this route of, of what's more like a lifestyle business, which is what Tim Ferriss writes about and what I write about, you actually have a chance of something paying off quite quickly and giving you a portable business. So I, I can see the appeal of that. It's very smart. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, a couple of years in tech startup space is really nothing. People probably slug it out for four or five years. And... Even then, they don't have a favorable exit. I was reading some uh, new, some article where it was saying that around 90% of tech startups end up with the founders basically rounding it back off to zero when they exit their uh, startups after they have been invested in by VCs. 
So 90% of VC-backed companies will return zero money to the founders. That's how the current situation is. <laughs> and that's and even then, you know, it's a very lucrative area to be like for people, you know, it's still very charming. It's still something that people aspire to. And I completely understand. I just didn't want to sign up for that because my parents are getting old and I just didn't want to take the chance of being beholden to someone and being stuck in some place. So, yeah, so that's great. So uh, uh, and then how did you get the idea specifically for 2000 books? Um, so I've 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 enjoyed books for a long time, for a long period of time. But as I got exposed to one book and next book, and I think the four hour work week was another catalyst in my journey. He exposed me to this idea. So it kind of started that thought process in me. And then I would start reading. I started reading all sorts of books because I was now curious about business and entrepreneurship. And then as I was reading, as I was curious and learning constantly about these things while I was still in my job managing billion dollar cell phone projects, I, as I was doing that, I, you know, I subscribed to these book, book summaries summary services because I was like, hey, let me learn quicker. Let me just listen to these summaries while I read the whole book. And I would subscribe to these summaries and I found them to be extremely dry, extremely like uh, formulaic, cut and dry and not at all fun, engaging, passionate. Um, it was almost like someone just took whatever was in the book, rewrote it in their own words just so that they don't get you know copyright infringement. But there was no real passion behind it. There was no real creativity behind it. There was no, uh, there was no, it was just a rote summarization to me and I never really enjoyed it. So I was like, man, this is good, but I like these ideas, they don't really do anything for me because there's no story behind it. There's no, you know, no character. Like nobody's really putting things into perspective for me. They're just rotely summarizing the book. And uh, that's when I said, uh, you know, there is more than that. And so how it unfolded in many ways was one day I was reading a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane. A couple of books I was reading at the time, The Millionaire Fastlane, The Lean Startup, Good to Great, because I was in this frame where I was searching for information, I was learning. And as an engineer, one of the things I love to do is make things very visual and logical. And um, books are very linear, and I don't like that they're so linear to the point where you can't really like find the ideas in there. You can't really logically see the pictures and the breakdowns and all those things. So I had this tool, like I had signed up for this mind mapping tool and I started putting the whole book into a mind map. So I literally took the book and broke it down into chapters and like the idea and the sub idea and the sub sub idea. And the whole book, I broke it down into a mind map. And then YouTube was kind of, you know, just, in the early phase, this was 2013, 2014. So I was like, oh, let me just, you know, I've been hearing about people doing stuff on YouTube. So <laughs> I'll just record this video on YouTube where I explain what I have learned. And it was actually, I was doing it for my own sake because I wanted to learn from it. And I knew that teaching was one of the best ways to learn. So I was like, all right, let me just go in and record this summary and I'm going to just put it up there. And I put it up there and then I forgot about it for six months. And then as I was just, you know, thinking about business ideas and all those things, I look at the video and it has got like some thousand, like four or 5,000 views. I'm like, what? How did that happen? I have no idea. 
And there are comments from people who are saying, oh man, this is amazing. Where are all your other mind maps? Where are all your other <laughs> videos at book summaries and all those things? People are like literally um, sending me messages through YouTube saying, hey, can I buy your all your summaries, like where are they? <laughs> so that's when I felt like, oh, this is interesting. I, you know, this is interesting. People actually want this. And that's how it all started. Yeah, that I love that. And it, that's the best way to start a business, really. You do something, you think, okay, somebody might find this useful. And then you you almost wait, although you didn't do it deliberately, for everyone to go, we want more. Because if if the world says, this is great, we want more of it then you probably have a business somewhere. And I think that's um, that, that's really telling that you managed to do that. And I really click with your description of most of the um, summary services of books and people who summarize books. And and as a uh, business author myself, it's, I, I know that as a reader and writer of business books, part of what I love is the energy and the voice of the author and the and the stories, as you say, and the characterization of, of the voice of the person. So the the fact that most people strip that out, it's great that you identify that because, you know, a lot of people who follow me and do my courses, when they when they first start following me, they, they, they worry that they want to start a business, but they look and there's a really crowded space. And what you did is you looked at this crowded space, you became a user of all these people, a, consu- a customer, and then said, well, there's a problem here. And then set about creating something of your own, which solved that problem. I think that's a really good model for people to to find business ideas. I think that's yeah, you're right. You you spot on. You're very precise with your um, with your explanation, as I would expect, being a physicist, being a fellow <laughs> physicist. Yeah, here, right. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, physics is 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 the best science as far as I'm concerned. I'm a proud. I only did like an HND. It's a, it's a, like less than a degree in physics, but um, I mean I turned it into an IT degree of a kind of extension course. So I'm not the most qualified, but I always seem to click with physicists. And, and I love that thing of Elon Musk talking about going back to first principles. So in, and he's applying, of course, of rocket ships and stuff like that, but it, he also applies it to the whole of life. It's like, if we throw out how everyone else has done it and go back to the laws of physics and work from there, then can we create it in a completely different way, which is much better. And uh, so, yeah, I think, yeah, physicists are the, are the coolest people as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's right. That's why you're you're the coolest person, man. <laughs> uh, we do like to break things down. We're very logical and that, that kind of makes things interesting for people around us sometimes. Um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, the fact that like being able to go into a very crowded space and still being able to find your niche is always, always, always possible. I mean, you we're talking about online businesses, but I look at the likes of Sarah Blakely. I don't know if you know Sarah Blakely because she's an American. Yeah, she's the, right? the Spanx, Spanx woman. Yeah. She created a market in a space where you would have said there is no market. Like, come on. Is, uh, everyone's done with everything that has to be done. And there she is a multi-billionaire, one of the richest women in America, self-made women in America, she created a market out of just cutting the feet out of a penny hole. Like, it's how amazing business is in some ways. Like, she is such an inspiration for that matter that no matter how crowded a space, there's always a new way of looking at it and making it work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so now 2,000 books, how would you 
describe it now as a business. So it's if people go to 2000books.com, they can uh, look at it. But how would you describe it? Hmm. To me, it's it's being able to share some of the best knowledge in the world with people so that they can go in, they can learn, they can implement, they can dig deeper into the stuff that they like. It gives me a lot of joy to be able to know that, hey, we are able to change people's lives because people are able to get that information, take action on it, go learn deeper and improve their lives. Like every day I get emails from people, responses to my emails or as feedback or testimonials. And they're always like, it's, it's, it's so good to know that we're making a difference in people's lives. Same for our YouTube channel. Like people will tell me how one little thing changed how they were you know, operating in life and that's made such a big difference. So I think the biggest thing to me is constantly seeing people getting value from what we're doing. And, and what you're doing now, the model is that um, people can get lots of content for free. So there's stuff on your YouTube channel, there's stuff on 2000books.com, which are sample, you know, you've got a number of summaries on there in marketing, in business, whatever it might be. Um, and then how do you actually make the money out of that? Right. So people can check out a whole lot of summaries on our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcast, same 2000 books, check it out on our website. And once you get a taste for what we do, I mean, we have tons of summaries, but there's in so many different topics. There's summaries in entrepreneurship and marketing and mental toughness and self-confidence and goal achievement and productivity and social skills. All of these different genres, right? Different different areas of self-development and business growth. So you can check out, you know, a few summaries here. You can check out a bunch of summaries on YouTube and podcasts. But if you really want to dig deep into a topic and really get to understand it and really get to know the different books in that genre, then what we have are more of the courses where you can literally get like summaries of the greatest books in a specific domain or you know, the, the most popular books or, you know, books that we have read so far that we liked. So we put them all in one package. Uh, for example, the entrepreneurship book package or the entrepreneurship book summary or the mental toughness book summary. And these are just summaries of these books. And what I, <laughs> what I often enjoy a lot, like when, when I'm, when I'm, you know, looking at the comments of people in those summaries, like are from our customers, they say, Hey, I had read this book, but I got such a new perspective listening to your summary or watching that summary. So thanks for clarifying it. Or someone says, hey, this was great. This really opened my eyes. Now I want to go read the book. And to me, that's like, hey, yes, we exposed you. We, you know, we gave you a new perspective and that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And that's, I like that idea because I know I read all these books and I can't remember what's in them afterwards. But, <laughs> but here's another thing. Uh, you read, a, well, certainly you were reading a lot of books. Uh, how many books do you read typically? Uh, can you give us your kind of uh, read rate? Right. I was, until the beginning part of this year, I was reading seven books a week, read slash listen to seven books a week. And uh, at some point, Mike was a big, uh, you know, Mike Michalowicz, our mutual friend. Uh, he was, you know, his book, uh, Clockwork, was a big influence in my decision to kind of move more to where I have my team now reading the books and 
working with me to summarize the books. So I have gone from reading seven books a week to probably right now maybe two or three books a week is all I do. And that's mostly for fun, not so much for business. Like I do read those books, but I'm not actively engaging with them because my my team is doing that part of the work. I have to ask, how do you read? You're, if you're reading a book a day, how do you do that? Uh, so it's a combination of different things. One is using different modalities, right? So I have different books going on on different kind of media media channels or medias. So one, I will have a physical paperback book or something that's lying around the house that I'll be skimming whenever I have time, that I'll be reading whenever I have time here and there. Then there is a Kindle book that I'll just go to whenever in between my work sessions, I will read that book for 15, 20 minutes here and there. And then there's the Audible book that's going on. That's, you know, the third, when I'm driving, when I'm in the gym, when I'm running, when I'm doing errands. So these three different things are going on at the same time. So I've usually like I'm reading or listening to, or I was when I was doing it aggressively, reading three, four different books at the same time. So it's amazing how much time we have available um, to us in between all of these things to be able to make time for those. Of course, I am a speed reader. I actually listen to books at 3x, uh, the speed of normal audio. So uh, it, it, and believe it or not, now this is, this is where people like, this, is, this will blow your mind uh, or maybe not because maybe you're already exposed to their idea. That the fact that if you listen to a book faster than 1x or 2x, like the faster you listen, the more you comprehend. <laughs> it sounds very paradoxical. And so why is that? Yes, good question. The reason for that is because our brain has a lot of processing capacity available to it. So when you we are listening to it slowly, our brain wanders away because it's not being given enough work to process. So it has enough capacity for, for, other, for other things. So it starts thinking about something else and it just goes away in different directions while you're listening. It's happened to you. You're listening to a book. Before you know it, you're thinking about something else and then you come back to the book and you're like, oh, no, no, let me remind what I missed something. Um, but when you're listening at 3x, you're forcing your brain to really focus in on what the author is saying and you're, you're almost like anticipating. You're, you're, you're with author in the moment you're like literally like a boxer you're in the ring with the author and you're going toe to toe with him and you're not taking it easy in that moment you're focused ultra focused so your focus is much 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 higher when you have information coming at you at that speed and that means your your written um, your your uh, you know your ability to comprehend goes up much 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 faster and, and when you're reading your speed reading as well yeah. But when I'm reading, like, um, I, again, even when I'm listening, I'm speed listening, but there are times when I'll slow down if there's something very specific that I have to go back to or listen to or anything like that. Uh, same with reading. I'll, I'll speed read, but then there are some books that I will slow down to listen to or read. For example, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Um, it's very difficult to listen to at 3x the speed because the words are so old school and the languaging is so old school that you really have to slow down and read it and listen to it. And, and when you, I mean, when you learn to speed read, because I've tried to do this and it never managed to get it to stick. How did you go about hmm. learning it? Did you find that easy? 
It's not easy. And it's a practice that you keep doing. And uh, over time, I think what uh, as speed readers, one thing we, we learn is that speed reading is not the answer to everything when it comes to reading because speed reading will lower your comprehension. So what happens with the more you read over time, the more you can see patterns in the books. So you actually become, as you're reading, you can see what the author is going to say and you can see this is not even worth reading anymore. So you go from the author is trying to convince me that I should start an online business. So this part is not relevant to me right now because I've already been doing this for five years. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So things like that, those are just small examples of how you know you start to see patterns in the books. You start to see patterns in those paragraphs and you start to see how those things are coming together in the book itself. You're able to selectively speed read and slow read. That's the ultimate form of reading to me. My ultimate form of reading, ultimate form of uh, reading was never, or to me, it's never to speed read everything all the way, but to be very selective, to, to be, be able to build that perspective where you can selectively read something fast because you know what's coming and then slow down to really absorb something that's important. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. So, and and it's, it's interesting that you say it takes practice. You do have to stick at it. And I think I've never really, um, I need to dedicate some time to it and actually really practice the skill because I'd love to be, I've got a massive pile of books, but I'm at this rate, you know, I'm never going to get through in the rest of my life. So <laughs> I would love to be able to read those faster and understand what's in there. Yeah. So um, I think it's a fascinating business that you've created. And do you have plans for where you're going to go next with it? What, what's on your uh, kind of roadmap for the future at the moment, if you can share anything. Sure. Um, so as I was telling you, like uh, the book Clockwork was a pretty, uh, you know, was a pretty interesting uh, turning point for me in some ways. I haven't I actually had the conversation with Mike about it, <laughs> uh, how influential his book has been for me. But yeah, um, as a result of that, now I'm, like much more focused on building the team and working with the team to grow this business much faster than I can grow it myself. Because the challenge we have right now is that we just can't do enough summaries to sell to our audience, right? We have enough of audiences who are asking for this topic or that topic or this thing or that thing. We just don't have enough summaries to be able to provide to them. So it's kind of like um, now... I'm working with the team, growing the team and trying to bring more summaries to the marketplace as quickly as possible. We're also working on some software, pro software product for one of our... Um, so one of the things, for example, uh, the software product that we're working on is um, it came out of a passion project for me because I read all of these books on productivity. I read the six, you know, I read all of the productivity books that are really ever written. And then I summarized all of those in our productivity book summary pack. There's this like 60 greatest books ever written on productivity, time management, habits, routines, rituals, um, brain performance, and all sorts of things like that. Mind hacking. I went, you know, I, I studied all of that. And then I sold that uh, book summary pack and people loved it. But then what I found was that people still wanted a system. And I have been working 
on a broad, like I've been trying to improve my productivity systems for a very long time now. So I said, okay, let me just kind of give them all the different learnings I've had from all these different books into the system that I have created. And that kind of uh, started uh, in some ways a very interesting side of the business where I I sold that as an information product to our, to our uh, leads and uh, people loved it and they loved that productivity system. It's called Double Your Productivity by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Literally, I have emails, tons of emails from people saying, dude, you were not joking that tomorrow is real in the title. The 5 p.m. is real. It really helps. Your system works. Doubled my productivity. And by five. So that happened quite a bit. And then like some of the programmers in my community, they, they reached out to me and said, hey, I think you should uh, convert this into a software product. So that's how now that is going on as well. So there's the other side of the business that's um, more on the software side of things that we're looking at. Now that sounds interesting. So will that be... Uh uh, an app or a website? Uh, what are you thinking at the moment? Yeah, initially a, a website, a web app, um, you know, with a monthly subscription. And then once we validate that and once people are happy with the functionality and all those things, then we'll just, uh, yeah, put it as a, a mobile app as well. So you could end up with a startup after all. But on my terms, with my own money, with bootstraps, uh, so that I would never be beholden, I would still be able to uh, be able to run my life my way. I guess that's what we started with, right? The the, the freedom that we chase or the freedom that we all wanted. Oh, I love it. That's great. So, well, I think that's that's really fascinating journey, Manny. And if people want to find out about you, they can go to 2000books.com, which is the main website. But also, uh, where else should they go? The YouTube channel for 2000 Books? Sure. Yeah. So 2000 Books, that's 2000books.com. And YouTube channel is the same same name, 2000 Books, 2000 Books, same podcast, 2000 Books, 2000 Books. And uh, they can literally, like, I have... The I have my all-time favorite book that's available for people to download for free. It's um, it's literally the greatest book by one of the English philosophers or Scottish. I'm not sure if it was English or Scottish called James Allen. Do you know of James Allen? Oh, I don't know, actually. What's the name of the book? It's called As a Man Thinketh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I I've heard the name and I've heard the book, but I, I don't know if it, where he's from exactly. Mm, yeah, I think he's English or Scottish. He, he wrote this book back in 1906. And it's a six, 60, 50 page little book. There are no copyrights to it because it was published before 1937. So that book to me is one of the greatest books ever written. So I go back to it so often. It's a gem of a book. So I just give it away for free all the time. So anyone who wants to get it can go to 2000books.com slash think and download that book and read it. And I know it's a life-changing book. Wow, okay. I like this. I could I could become a, a customer of yours. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can have a listen to your YouTube channel and your podcast uh, as well. And uh, yeah, I'm quite tempted by the productivity pack. That sounds like something I need. I <laughs> oh, love it. Let me know. I will send you and your, oh, how about this? How about this? John, here we are. Uh, how about this? Um, for all those who are listening and who are your your uh, awesome podcast listeners, I will 
you, for any of the book summary packs that they decide to buy, buy they get 30% off by using the coupon code IDEALAB. Ah, IDEALAB. Okay, that's good. So, Or it should be IDEALABS, whatever you want. Uh, ideas sure ideas Lab, let's say. You can tell we haven't kind of <laughs> pre-prepared this. Yeah, Ideas Lab, all one, all one word. That sounds like a good deal. Let's do it. Ideas Lab, I will activate that coupon. Yeah, that's cool. Great. And we'll put that in the description of the podcast as well. Well, that's brilliant. Well, thanks very much, Manny. I really appreciate that. And I hope your, your folks are okay and that you they let you leave the country <laughs> when you need to. I uh, hope that happens pretty soon. Yeah. Thanks very much. Hey, thank you very much, John. This was a lot of fun. Always fun talking to a fellow physicist and an entrepreneur. So always, uh, you know, always, always fun to be able to share ideas with someone, someone like yourself. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time and energy. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.